0: Hello, Purse Strings listeners. Thank you for listening to WebmasterRadio.fm's most decorated radio series. Discover the Purstrings listening experience in a brand new way. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to new episodes live every week or download any of the over 200 past episodes or sample from our extensive library of radio shows that every Internet marketer should check out without opening up your purse. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today.
1: Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Purse Strings join marketing to women expert maria retan senior principal at carmichael lynch Spawn, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow webmasterradio.fm presents purse strings here's your host maria retan
0: Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, a little research from Pew. I love the folks at Pew. They always give really good intel. On This one is around millennial women. They took a look at young women, members of the millennial group, and asked them about their thoughts on gender and work. And what they found was pretty fascinating. Of course, this is a group of women who are better educated than any other women throughout um, the various generations, whether it be Gen X or, or older. And while they are experiencing some success, they still say that they expect to see roadblocks become barriers to growing success. They believe women are still paid less than men for doing the same job, even though about 93% on of women are saying that they feel like they get paid about the same amount. They do think it's easier for men to get top executive jobs than it is for women, and they assume that if and when they do have children, it will be harder for them to advance in their careers. Um, They say that more change is needed to give men and women equality in the workplace. Uh, men are generally earning more than women for doing the same work they say, and being a working parent makes it harder to advance in their job. Are they interested in becoming a boss or a top manager? Three, 34% of them say, no thanks, don't want to do it, just too much, too much going on. So it's very interesting to see that while these women are among the most educated, Going, um, graduating at the tops of their classes. Uh, We know we're 51% of the population. We graduate from college at a higher rate than men. We go on to earn MBAs and go to law school and med school. And we graduate at almost the same numbers as men. Women are still saying that they expect that roadblocks will come their way and they may not advance as fast, which is pretty significant and sad. Honestly, really sad. Our purse profile today is the Bag, Borrow, and Still Sister. This is an online maven looking for a big bag and a low price. These are women who are looking for a bargain. They shop online a lot, and they do a lot of retail in retail shopping as well. Median age is 46. Um, More than 14 million of these women out there are employed part-time. Parents making just over forty thousand a year and, and renting. So I would say this is, you know, your uh, lower middle class. They are drawn by bargains into stores that they wouldn't typically shop for. They'll spend an hour or so traveling to a factory outlet store, and they always go right to the clearance rack when they enter the store. They're looking for those special offers and sales. They do like to keep up with fashion. They're concerned about their appearance, and they do like to switch things up for novelty. They say they're easily influenced. They're swayed by others' opinions about not only what they buy, but where they buy it, and they They always ask advice before buying new things. Um, at retail, where are they shopping? Well, they're shopping at Payless Shoes and Marshalls, Walmart, Target, Old Navy, and JCPenney. These folks are driving maybe a Dodge or a Chrysler, uh, a Chevy, or a, um, a Volvo. And when it comes to what they're wearing, um, Mud, Liz Claiborne, Lane Bryant, Victoria's Secret are all top designs. So, where can you intersect this woman? Uh, they're reading a lot of parenting and general uh, women's interest publications like Good Housekeeping, uh, as well as In Touch Weekly, uh, Us Weekly, um, parenting magazines. Um, on cable, they're watching E, HGTV, um, ABC Family, or all top shows. And online, they're looking at uh, savings sites like coolsavings.com eBay are also very, very big. Well, my guest today is Marianne Conlon. She is a, um, a partner of Digital Strategy at Red Ropes Digital, and uh, she's a marketer an award-winning social media expert. And uh, I found out about Marianne through her contributions on Media Post. Very fascinating. She's focused on food, sustainable industries, Hispanic consumers, and marketing to moms. And we love our marketing to moms here. Uh, and she she works a lot with mid- to large size companies in those Food, consumer good, and nonprofit sectors. I'm thrilled to have Marianne come on today. We're going to be talking a lot about social engagement, specifically Pinterest. So stick around, more from Marianne when Purse Strings returns after the break.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Why do over 15,000 small businesses love working with Infusionsoft? Because we believe in people and their dreams. We empower entrepreneurs and our groundbreaking tools help small businesses grow and thrive. We listen, we care, we serve our customers and we do what we say we'll do. We're always trying to find new ways to innovate and to improve our all-in-one sales and marketing platform. Most of all, from email to e-commerce, we help small businesses like yours succeed. Go to Infusionsoft.com slash radio to watch a free product demo. That's Infusionsoft.com slash radio.
0: Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour.
1: You're already done for the day? Faster, wiser. On demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
0: Joining me today is Marianne Conlon. She's a partner of digital strategy at Red Ropes Digital. And she is a marketer, social media expert, and media post contributor. She's focused on food, sustainable industries, Hispanic consumers, and marketing to moms. And I'm very, very excited to have her on the program today. Welcome. Thank you, Maria. Well, first, tell us about about your company, Red Ropes Digital. Well, we've been around for about six years. And we are a digital
2: consulting firm. What we are is a group of uh, CPG marketers trained as traditional marketers that got into digital and came up through social media, have been very active in it, have uh, worked with a number of brands and have uh, won, won several awards and, and our big thing that we're we're really trying to get with our with our customers is letting them know that yeah, I'm on Facebook is really not a social media strategy. <laughs> So so we're really trying to push the idea of integrating social media across platforms into the brand's website and across all of the marketing programs. And that's an idea that is just starting to take um, this take taking hold and people are starting to recognize that it's more than just a tactic. Social media has to be part of the overall strategy and integrated with the rest of the brand's programs. So we had fun doing that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and you're right. You're absolutely right. And um, you can't not be on social media, and it must be part of an overall strategy, absolutely. And just being on Facebook, it it definitely isn't enough. And we're seeing new platforms come to the fold every single day it's so hard I think to stay on top of what's going on out there and what I became interested in was your article around Pinterest which as we know has just taken off and and kind of become a life of its own and one could even say just being on Pinterest isn't enough but um, I did want to talk a little bit about Pinterest because I really haven't dug in just and done a show just on Pinterest so that's why I'm really excited to have you on the show today, I know you focus on marketing to moms. We know moms um, are on Pinterest a lot. I mean, all women. It's, it's holistically uh, populated by women. I'm curious in general about brands being on interest in Pinterest and your thoughts on whether that's a good idea, a bad idea. Does it depend on whether your brand should be part of Pinterest? And if, if maybe you could explain that.
2: Sure. Uh, for any brand, the key consideration is which platforms can they be on and do a good job. Too many brands just really stretch themselves too thin, and this is particularly true of smaller and mid-sized brands, but even larger brands. When I go onto a brand website and I see 15 share buttons, I know we have a problem. It's not important for every brand to be on every platform. Uh, So I believe that if you are a visual product, food, fashion, lifestyle, then Pinterest is an excellent vehicle for you. And if you're targeting mums, on the other hand, there are some things that just don't make any sense on Pinterest. Um, a vitamin pill might be difficult. It's not a visual product. Uh, something that is really more focused on a lot of the healthcare type products may not work as well on Pinterest because it's a, it's something that you read about. It's very information heavy as opposed to Pinterest, which is very visual. So, the one thing that I really do look at is, a, is with the brand is if you're a visual brand, you should be putting a lot of effort into Pinterest. If you're not, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be on it, but it shouldn't be where a lot of your dollars and time goes. That said, if you're an e-commerce brand, Pinterest has shown itself, particularly over the last few weeks with Black Friday and Cyber Monday and the holiday shopping, to be absolutely incredible as a, as a vehicle to have consumers click through to your e-commerce site.
0: Yeah, you know, it. it is really helpful in driving e-commerce. And we know, too, that more and more brands are becoming involved in e-commerce, even those that have traditionally sold out of a brick and mortar store. So is that one of the defining results of Pinterest when we're talking about what brands should expect, that they should expect to see if they're lucky enough to have e-commerce, that we should expect a lot of traffic coming from interest uh, from Pinterest? I mean, is that something that you see that a lot of that traffic is building. And then if if you're not, if you don't have an e-commerce site, what are some of the other kind of defined results that you tell your clients um, should be kind of the the result of that relationship on Pinterest?
2: Yeah, I like the way you put that question, Maria, because for an e-commerce site, Pinterest has really shown more than Facebook, more than Twitter, that it will drive traffic to an e-commerce site. So if you are an e-commerce company and you have products that fit into that visual category being on Pinterest is really key Um, and I think that you measure it through sales and that obviously there are parameters and there are numbers right now but with any social media platform I can't tell you what kind of percentage click through you should see to your site because next week it will be different so Mm-hmm. You have to be looking at it as seeing as something that is definitely increasing click-throughs and in sales. If you're not a an e-commerce site, there's still a really big um, opportunity for you on Pinterest, and that has to do with usage. So if you're a retailer and you have an e-commerce site, you want to be able to show products, your products, they can click through and buy them directly. But say if you're a food um, customer or a food brand, which I've worked a lot with, a lot of what you're doing on Pinterest is showing usage and tips and making beautiful dishes that people can look at with the recipe there, clicking through to the recipe on your site or having the recipe on Pinterest with your brand name on it. All of those things are wonderful for building brand awareness and increasing usage, which in turn increases sales. But you measure it a little differently if you're, if you're not a retailer per se.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to engagement, because, you know, that's another one of the words that we look at is, is yes, you may have a lot of people uh, pinning or repinning, uh, which is a form of engagement. What, what are you saying are best practices that you provide your own clients when it comes to how to engage women on Pinterest?
2: Okay, well, you know, it's really interesting about Pinterest is, you know, it seems to be burst on the scene, (laughs) full, full, fully made. Whereas you kind of saw Facebook and Twitter kind of grow and grow and grow. It was just like one day, oh, there's Pinterest. Well, the reason is because moms built Pinterest. It was the Technorati, the people on top of these things, the, the Silicon Valley crew, they were not the first users on Pinterest. It was moms, it was Midwest moms who really built Pinterest. And so that's why it seems often to us that it just showed up one day. But really, it came from moms, and moms have built that platform, and Pinterest has always been very focused on their user base. And it also came in at a time right when tablets have really taken over. Tablets and smartphones have taken over so many of mom's uh, day-to-day life and the things she are, she's doing. And Pinterest, I don't know how many times I've shown to somebody and said, oh, here's Pinterest, obviously a year or two ago. People didn't see it. And people immediately make this connection, say, oh, instead of cutting out ma- uh, magazine pictures and sticking them in a folder, I can do it right here on Pinterest. I can create a pin board. So those pin boards have just really replaced so many of the things that mom did, from her scrapbook to her her um, decorating folder to her kids' activities folder. She's doing them on pin boards now. And the reason I go back into that little story is to talk about how The big thing with Pinterest is crowdsourcing your ideas. Mm -hmm. Engagement on Pinterest is even more important than it is on Facebook or Twitter because that's where the good ideas come from. Part of what we do in general with all of our clients is talk to them about social media, saying work with brand advocates. Brand advocates have great ideas. Find out who's out there. There are leaders within the community. Let them help you develop your strategies. Let them help you show you how to engage because from a brand standpoint, you can never be as close to it as those people who are using it every day.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. You'll never be the super user, right? You want to align with the super users. There's right. companies out there who are doing it very well, Marianne. which are the ones that you point to as kind of the, the best case scenarios?
2: Well, there's a couple that are really good. Um, Lowe's does a great job uh, because it's, it's another natural for Pinterest. It has a very visual product. People want to know how to use it. They want, because it's DIY, they want to know not only what to buy, but then what to do with it once I have it. And Lowe's does a really good job with their different pin boards they are very well organized. And that's a key thing with um, Pinterest is organizing your pin boards into some categories that make sense to your user. Not that makes sense to the marketing team at your brand, but the ones that make sense to the user, which can be a very different thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sephora also does a really nice job of organizing boards and having interesting pins, having a lot of information on them. And uh, Target from an e-commerce site has done a great job of of putting together complementary products and that's part of what works really well with Target is they have great products within a pin board which then links to the website which also has suggested
0: products. Mm -hmm. So it's all working together. Exactly. They're all leveraging each other. And and speaking of leveraging, talk about advertising because that's something that is a little new to Pinterest. Talk, if you would, about how the platform's leveraging advertising direct to those consumers on the site.
2: Well, Pinterest has actually done a very good job, as I mentioned before, about making their users part of the company a strategy. And so while they have put out advertising and a in allowed for brands to uh, do promoted pins they've done it slowly and they have built the other end of it with the consumers being able to block being able to um, work their feed so that it is um, personalized for them at the same time so not ending up with the types of um, brouhaha's that you got with Facebook when they would change something or Twitter when they would change something so that's something Pinterest has done very well and it's going to work well for brands too.
0: Well, and we know that – I was just watching today on the news that Facebook is going to start having video ads run. And we know that there's the chance that people will get really ticked off by having that interrupt their Facebook experience. Pinterest has been smart in their approach. And I think more and more social platforms are going to take a page from pinterest rather than facebook when it comes to intrusive advertising i think today more and more of us have gotten um kind of sick and tired of being bombarded by ads do you get a lot of that feedback from your own clients marianne not so much really that people are
2: um upset with the with the ads too, not too much, but what I think upsets people is when they're not targeted well. Uh, mm-hmm. Just moving over to Facebook for a couple of minutes is just Facebook ads are not that easy to do. It's rather complicated. You can target them very tightly, and they should be targeted very tightly, but quite a few brands don't do a very good job of that. They don't really use the the keywords appropriately. They don't know how to use the platform as well as they could to really make sure that those ads are delivered to the people that really like
0: them. Yeah, exactly. And when you are served an ad that absolutely you're not interested in it further frustrates you for sure. Yes. Well, We're going to take a quick break, and we are going to talk about Facebook. We're going to talk about Tumblr. We're going to talk about all these other platforms and how Pinterest is driving um, to those various other social channels and how you can use all of them to optimize a social presence. You've talked a little bit about that so far. We're going to take a little deeper dive. So stick around. More from Mary Ann Conlin when we return.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. And a pitch. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi.
0: Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Search
1: engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. This is Bruce Clay, one of the hosts of SEM Synergy, the show about achieving synergy in your search marketing efforts. SEM Synergy, on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel. Only on webmasterradio.com. FM. First Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
0: Welcome back. I've been talking today with Marianne Conlon, partner of digital strategy at Red Robes Digital, and we've been talking a lot today about Pinterest and the rise of Pinterest and how. Um, Pinterest can really provide brands, especially those brands with e-commerce, a really opportunity uh, to drive some sales. And a little bit earlier, Marianne, you, you talked about how social needs to be part of a holistic strategy. And it's not it's not enough just to say I'm on Facebook anymore. And you talked a little bit about how all these platforms can work together. I'm curious... We know Pinterest drives Facebook, Facebook drives Pinterest. Can you share some additional insight on how these various social channels can assist in optimizing a company, a brand's entire social presence? And are there certain combinations that work better than others when it comes to these platforms?
2: I think that with the different social media platforms, the brands need to understand who's on the different platforms. Twitter is a platform that is really driven by thought leaders, brand advocates, bloggers, these are the people who are influencing other people at this time. And so when you're going on to Twitter, you're talking to people who are at the top of the connection list. They connect with a lot of people. Facebook is an everyday uh, way to keep in touch with friends and family, and it's less um, about broadcasting out information. People do a lot of liking and unliking of brands on a regular basis, depending on what's going on in their life at any given time. Whereas Pinterest is more something that brands will, I mean the consumers will be using on a daily basis and coming back to and be very involved with them. understanding how each of those fits into your brand strategy. And those are the top three big ones. Obviously there's other ones as well. Understand how each fits into your brand strategy is what's really important in understanding how they can work together.
0: Well, and Pinterest is so hot. I mean, you talked about it yourself. You said it kind of bursts on the scene, fully formed, taking off like wildfire. But we know that if you give it five, ten minutes, another really hot thing will come along. Do you feel like brands should stick it out on Pinterest, even if another platform arises, and just maybe add that platform to its fold? Boy, that's a tough question. What's the latest new platform? (laughs) I don't know. That's what I was going to ask you. That's my next question. (laughs) I
2: think... As long as your brand fits in with the target market who is on Pinterest right now and you have a visual brand and it's working, then yes, your brand should be sticking it out. But if that changes, and and there are some other platforms that are changing, then you should be moving off of it. But right now, I think Pinterest is really strong and could be one of the – is really the third – major platform right now after Twitter and Facebook, for moms anyway.
0: Oh, absolutely. And that does lead to my next question, which you've already, asked. you've already asked me, and I didn't have an answer. Maybe you do. What emerging social platforms are you watching right now? Clearly not as big as Pinterest, not as big as Facebook, not as big as Twitter, but you think have the capacity to maybe get that big, or if not, certainly to be influential.
2: Well, the, the interesting ones to watch now are Instagram and Vine. And the whole short video idea and the, the whole mobile applications is what's really interesting, particularly with Instagram is, and looking to see Well, that's what I'm watching. I'm also watching Twitter because so many young, um, millennials are moving off of Facebook and moving towards Twitter. So that's changing a little bit. And then Tumblr, which is always kind of wandered around and, third or fourth or fifth place, it seems to really be picking up some steam as a blogging platform. So those are the ones that I'm watching right now.
0: Yeah, and, you know, and there'll be another one coming up. Who knows what 2014 will hold? I'm always fascinated to see. I mean, who, just 10 years ago, we were barely talking about Facebook, and, and now look what we've got on our hands, so it's, it's fascinating. I want to be able to drive people to your site to learn more about you, Marianne, and Red Ropes Digital. I'm assuming redropesdigital.com is the best place to reach you?
2: Yes, ma'am. That we would love to have people come visit and also read our blog because I do write on there on a regular basis.
0: Absolutely. And as I said before, I found out about Marianne through her media media post contributions, and I recommend that as well. So do go to RedRopesDigital.com, and you can also follow Marianne on Twitter as well. So, Marianne, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Maria. And thanks to my producer, George. And please join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern time. Until then, make it a great one.